You got on Formula One. Down. 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 It was on in the car. The, so when I, I got in the car, turned the radio on. I didn't turn the radio on. The radio came on when I turned the car on. And it was going down. And I thought, brilliant. Love this song. And it went, BBC Radio with the Formula One. And I thought, I'm going to switch over now. I don't yeah. know anything about Formula One. That's not a proper sport. No. I, it's one of those sports where I, I wish I knew. I wish I was into it. But it's like golf. I'd love to be into golf. No, you've chosen the two worst sports in the world there. I know footballers love golf, but I don't like it. What should uh, what should I be into? Uh, football. Other than football. Other than football. So I'm uh, a boxing man. I love boxing. You like boxing. I like a bit of rugby league. I like a bit of baseball. What so, about cricket? Cricket. I used to like cricket. I used to play a lot of cricket, but yeah. But you know what this is? Spank! 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 <laughs> I'm, um, somebody getting I'm not going to guess. Somebody getting six of the best. <laughs> oh, right. oh, it's a football thing. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Who got six of the best? Uh, yeah, we did. Yeah. How about that? It's <laughs> just... To um, to to, ro- to 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 shake off, to dust yourself down from Saturday, which was um, a seismic implosion in that second half. Um, to go from that to go to six 0 against playoff chasing Chester is ridiculous. It's it, fantastic. It is ridiculous. Um, so I'm guessing what we're saying here is great half of football, terrible half of football. Great half of football, amazing half of football. Uh, yeah. Is that a fair summation? Yes. You can say I no. W- the only bit I would say we can't get too big for our boots is, yes, incredible first half. The first half against Hereford might have been the best I've seen us play all season, even taking into account the 6-0 against Chester. Um, the first half against Chester County were good, but even at three nil, it wasn't. You weren't easy sitting. Chester had some good, good chances in the second, in the first half towards the end. They were they were pinging a lot of balls into the box. They've got a big lad in the middle. Um, you were just waiting for the net to bulge. And Ben Hinchliffe has has pulled off a couple of really, really good saves. Ash Palmer and Jamie Stott uh, have done everything that, that that has been asked of them. Uh, and to their credit, they've kept a clean sheet. So well played. But. Um, we're going through the gears, we're going strength to strength. We're going to need to go up a level again on Saturday because Blythe um, are, are a, they're just such a full-on team at the moment. We need to keep an eye on them. They score goals for fun. Um, but I think we've got the personnel to do it. I think Jim's confident. We're also going to hear from Sam Walker tonight. He's confident. So if they are, then I am. Well, let's first hear Chris's interview with Jim Gannon. Jim, back indoors after training, uh, a really up and down week, uh, a massive high against Chester, the only place to start. Just talk us through, now the dust has settled, how are we all? Uh, great, uh, obviously it was a massive win on Tuesday night. Um, I think we were all a little bit disappointed, maybe a bit disheartened after Hereford. Uh, even though we still had it in our hands that if we won on Tuesday we'd go top, so... Um, yeah, an opportunity lost against Hereford for another two points, but we certainly made up for that in maximising all the points at Chester, and more importantly, all the le- harsh lessons we 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 had to take 
from Hereford, myself, the team, the staff. Um, we certainly made sure that that wasn't going to happen again on Tuesday. You mentioned it a few weeks ago that the, the season still would have had plenty of twists and turns to come. Did you ever envisage seeing so many in such a short amount of time? Hereford going 2-0 up and then drawing to all, Chorley dropping points and then a 6 0 at Chester. Could you ever have imagined that many twists and turns in such a short amount of time? I, I don't think them ones are, are great twists and turns. I think there's going to be greater ones to come. I think um, results you don't expect. I mean, it was always going to be a tough trip to Hereford. It was always going to be a tough trip to Chester. For us to come away with four points um, and plus six goal difference is, is great credit to the players. Um, it just keeps that momentum of two points a game going and and that's been uh, the reason why we're top of the league. Um, Chorley drawing other teams winning 7-0 and then drawing the next game it's, 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 it's the nature of the league and um, you know that's why it's incredible for a team like we've we've done this year to go so many games without losing uh, it's incredible for teams to go six or seven wins on the bounce um, and there's a lot of good teams in good form at the moment um, and they're going to draw the odd game and you know teams are going to make it difficult for them but um I wouldn't regard them as the twist because I think the next four games has got some drama inside of it for sure. Have a look at those four games in just a moment. You mentioned the goal difference, uh, plus six against Chester, is a fantastic result we know, but one extra thing is it's done is it's closed the gap incredibly on Chorley, who still slightly edged the goal difference. Does it give you a boost to know that they don't have that extra point almost now and we can catch them on goal difference because it's going to be a tight running? Um we have to keep one eye on the possibly that goal difference could be important. Um, uh, you know, obviously the year before we got promoted, we we missed out on goal difference for the playoffs. Um, even despite winning five nil last game of the season, so uh, I think we've got to be mindful of getting everything we get, can out of games. Um, you know, the most important thing on Tuesday night was to get three points, but it felt almost like an extra half point to get so many goals. Um, not just to close the gap on uh, Chorley, but also when you look behind, you want to make sure that we only need now two wins to probably consolidate the second spot. So, um, you know, you're, you're always conscious of just making, I'd like us to have the best goal scoring record, the best defensive record, the best, you know, thing, average. But I think all we uh, need to concentrate now is not so much on goal difference, goal score, the goals against, just um, winning games. Um, and gaining the points, more points than anybody else. It's, it's That's a simple maths of it all. 6-0 against Chester on Tuesday. Terrific standard of football. We've got four to play. You've said all along, this is the best team that you've had since coming back in this spell. Is that the standard now for these final four games, given the stature of the four games, given what's at stake? That level of Chester now, do we go out like that for the next four games and it's, and it's ours to lose? Yeah, I said it was... Um, the best squad because I think it'd be unfair to single out any team of 11. Sorry, squad. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm, I'm making that distinction because we, we have rotated the squad. We made a, a couple of changes for this game. We also made a couple of changes within the game and I think they all played their part in, in ensuring the victory. Um, and that's why as a collection of players, it's definitely one of the best groups I've had. I mean, we've had some good individuals and we've had uh, some solid teams in the past, but this is this is a really good group of players. We've we've worked really hard over the course of pre-season and the season to get this group together. We've had some success in the FA Cup and FA Trophies allowed us to strengthen 
Um, and to be at this point now when when people like Frank Mulhern and Lewis Baines and Conor DeMeo and Jake Kirby can't get in our 16 just shows you how strong the squad is. You mentioned Jake Kirby there. Give us, a, give us an update on his progress. I saw him doing a bit of running tonight. How's, how's Jake looking? You were there tonight. He was doing a little bit more than just running. Um, no, he's um, obviously had a... I didn't realise how bad the shoulder injury was at Brackley and um, it certainly affected his performance and our performance in the first half at Brackley, but um, he's recovered quicker than we expected. Um, I think it was a bit premature to say the season was over when the injury happened. Um, he's such a, a good professional with a great attitude that he was always going to keep pushing the pain threshold and, and get back on the pitch, uh, training and doing football as soon as possible. He's had a week's training now. Uh, I think if we need him, we could use him. Uh, I, I'd like to just see him consolidate his fitness and you know uh, build up his confidence in his injury. Uh, I don't think he's had a, a very heavy hit or a fall yet. Um, and I think, but it's just nice to have him about and uh, to know that as we're going into the final couple of weeks, that we've got just another very good player in training around around the group. Um, so that's again strengthens the squad for us and. Um, Really pleased to have him aboard, but um, apart from a couple of little knocks um, that people have worked hard to recover, um, Sam Walker, I think, got a knock, and Adam Thomas felt a little bit of a dead leg coming into training tonight, but they've all trained, all trained really well, and uh, uh, I think I've used this word quite a few times, very, very healthy squad at the moment. I know it's an old cliche, and we hear it all the time in football, about the idea of taking it one game at a time, but I guess that's really important now that you do take it one game at a time given that there's only four games left there is a, such a prize at stake we look at Blythe first then at Chorley like you mentioned the other day how's the preparation been for Blythe? Well it's been pretty good uh, I went during last week um, to watch them against Curzon I've been tracking their you know the performances since and they've had some good results um, I think I mentioned my programme notes this weekend I think I use words like philosophy and methodology the great big words, but it is a simple truth as one game at a time. Um, it's, a, it's, a, it's a really important maxim for us. Um, I think we're play, facing a team that's in really good form. Um, I think we've got four games to go, and uh, I think Blythe, if they repeat the form of the last four games, could get 10 points um, and gate crash the playoff party. Um, from our point of view, it's uh, when you look at the last four games, we picked up 10 points and the form team over the last four. If we're the form team over the next four, then we're champions. Uh, I think motivation's completely different in this game, and that's been an important difference in preparation for Blythe rather than Chester, in the sense that it's very easy. If you win this game, lads, you're top of the league. Um, I'd love to be able to turn around, and you probably wouldn't understand my sense. You would say, win this game, lads, and we go top of the league uh, Saturday. Um, I think you start visualising something beyond Saturday and... and People start talking about if we win this game and they do this and they do that, where we might be. Um, I think we had this last year where we felt we needed to do maybe one, one more, two more games and then a draw at Chorley and the playoffs guaranteed. So I think what we have to do really is um, play the game, play the decent football inside, got good energy, some goal threats. Um, always been a tough game for us. Um, we need to be better. Um, against teams like that that want to play out from the back in terms of being able to press, have a different strategies to, to, if you like, unsettle them earlier and higher up the pitch. And I think if we do that, we'll, we'll, we'll make sure that we um, 
have a really good, energetic, purposeful performance. I know John Kieran asked you after the game on Saturday, how do you, is it your job to keep the players' feet on the ground and to keep, keep them level-headed going into into the game against Blythe? I was speaking to Sam Walker before, I said, what, what mental place are you in when you're stepping out onto the pitch at Edgerley Park? We know there's going to be another big crowd, could be five, could be 6,000. Again, there's such a big prize at stake, which we've already mentioned. How do you keep focused? And, and he was talking about, like you say, playing the game, just getting down and doing your job. How is it for you to make sure, A, you're doing that, and B, all the players are? Well, I think um, it's very hard to ch- change um, mentalities overnight. So I think the lads who've worked with me throughout the whole of this season, during last season, will understand that you know, when you get a hot game and you try to encourage people to be disciplined, it's very difficult unless they've, that discipline's been instilled all the way through. And I think our confidence and our composure and our you know, um, modesty uh, in success has been there throughout the season and I think that we're very level-headed. Uh, win, draw, lose. We accept the opposition's part in the game and, and what part we played and, and I think uh, there's nobody at this club walking funny, nobody talking funny, nobody speaking louder than they should speak. Um, everybody's uh, extremely respectful of where they're at and what they're doing and they know that we haven't won anything yet, we've done nothing uh, what we need to do is just win the next game. Uh, it's a nice feeling being top of the league and I'm sure they want to have that feeling come Saturday and the next game and so on right to the end of the season. So from our perspective, um, we're, we're not celebrating anything. We're just um, respectful of ourselves for the achievement and the success we've brought so far. But we're all really enjoying the growth and the momentum and uh, I said looking forward to the next game just to go out and, and deliver again. And I think that's my mindset and I'm sure that's the mindset of most of the players. Just finally, Jim, it is such a big game on Saturday, as they all are now. Do you have a message for the fans who are going to make the trip down? Well, I, I said in my programme notes about how, you know, um, John, John asked me, am I proud of the players? And I think when you've got a team performing so well and you come to Edgy Park and it's full of fans and the atmosphere and everybody's got smiles on their face, it's a, it's a club to be proud of. It's a magnificent at the moment to, to, to be part of what's going on at the club and um, and... Everybody's playing their part in that and everybody deserves recognition for the achievement so far. Everybody feels the growth and where we're going and everybody should be very proud of the part they played in that and uh, my message to them is keep enjoying it. Jim, all the best. So, yeah, still, still upbeat, but, you know, not over the top considering you're off the back of a, of a of a 6-0 defeat of a major rival and in a in a you know what is a derby match and was it it was nearly a sellout it was must have been pretty close to a sellout certainly from the Stockport County end it was um that that incre- I put a couple of videos up on Twitter and it just I I often worry how we come across. I I, I do. You know, it's we're, we're speaking to a good number of people. You and I, or yeah, you and I, you? yeah, you and I, and, <laughs> yeah. and 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 not just us, but the the other lads in the media. You know, um, people like Sam Byrne and and John Kieran and the, us, us. You know, we we speak to a, a good number of people, and I often think if we constantly say, "Look at how amazing our fans are," are we just towing the company line are we just saying what we're supposed to say because it keeps the listeners happy that we're patting them on the back but we took 1100 people to Chester on a Tuesday night after we've just imploded against Mm. Hereford yeah Um, that's not 
that we're we're not just saying it because we want we, we're not North Korea in it. <laughs> Do you yeah. know what I mean? We're not we're not saying how good things are without actually. John Kieran's not here holding a bayonet to our. I mean, he has done it you know, on other occasions <laughs> for things we've done, but <clears> no, <throat> um, I, I just think I, I'm just absolutely amazed by it. And I, I write program notes um, for, for for home games for Stockport County programs, and I had to touch on it this week about the the incredible support that we're getting. I don't agree with our fans all the time. You know, and 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 in football terms, they definitely don't. You know, no, and every, every you know, if you've got ten fans, you know, three of them will disagree with seven, and you know, will yeah. probably say ter- terrible things and take it too 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 far. Um, and if you've got hundred fans, it'll be thirteen. If you've got, you know, there's a, there's always an element that you're not going to agree with, and always an element that take it too far. They get a bit too passionate. They they care too much about what other people think, so that, therefore they have to react. You know, it's a, it's a very emotive subject. So understand they also that. they also don't take into consideration the fact that I'm always right. Which <laughs> yeah, exactly. Frustrates me. Yeah, well, here's my take on it. <laughs> so there's a, a couple of things that I would point to. So I, I don't you know get to the game often. You know, I used to sit in the studio on. Um, a lot, so I, I don't, you know, get to Edgeley Park as often. But when I, you know, when I came for the filed game, uh, it was the the true mark of those fans at the end of that game. They were disappointed, they were heartbroken, but they were still absolutely no. Hardly anybody had left. You know, they didn't troop out as ma- as many, you know, fans that many clubs do. Chester you know, fan, Chester fans did. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure, the Chester fans did on Tuesday night. Um, and the other thing I'd point to is Barnet. And the cup yeah. run, you know, the, the 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 amount of fans that went to those and the great time that they had, you know, again the same thing, you know, lost to a, to a team higher up, but had a great day out and just were there for the team. So I don't think it is blowing smoke where smoke shouldn't be blown. Us, it's I think I'm, that's a genuine thing. I'm amazed. I am. It just there. Is, so one thing that I speak about in the in the in the in my, in my notes this weekend in the program. Um, if literally you have nothing better to do before kickoff on Saturday, if there is nothing else around you to take your interest, then do give them a read. But if you don't, the, the, the upshot of it is, I'm talking about when I was a kid growing up, whatever happens in the future, when my kids grow up, I can tell them I fell in love with Stockport County because of this. Mm. And I can reference the West Ham game. And I can reference... <clears throat> to reference the seasons with Dave Jones and Danny Begar, and I can reference Kevin Francis and Mike Flynn and Alan Armstrong. I can reference so much. For a, for a large part of the last generation, we've not had that. Other than the season Jim took us up, there's been no reason for people to say, I remember that season, what, the season we got relegated, the season you know that we plummeted. You, yeah. Now, finally, we have a team who the, the youngsters of today, when they grow up and when they have their own kids, they can say, I fell in love with Stockport County because of, and they can reference this team. And it's not just what they're seeing on the pitch, because sometimes the football is exquisite, but it's this, we've spoken about it before, this relationship, the fact that so many fans are going, it's not just a couple of hundred fans witnessing this, we saw 1,100 fans on uh, Chester on Tuesday night. We saw 6,000 at Edgeley Park the other week. This is incredible numbers. So you're part of a big community, a big atmosphere, but the players, uh, there's no there's no egos. 
you know, the, the 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 players are more than happy to come over and spend as much time as they can taking pictures, just talking to fans, having a laugh with them. They 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 get them, they respect them, they're on the same level as them, uh, and I think that has made something. I I honestly thought, and I probably shouldn't say this on air, but I pro- I honestly thought on Tuesday. I might give the Chester game a swerve. I've got a lot of stuff going on. I've got a lot of stuff going on away from football that was keeping me occupied. Uh, I knew I wasn't doing the commentary, so I thought the the, the show could go without me. I, you know, I might just have to throw a sickie. But I thought, you can't. You that would can't. have been the most Ridgeway thing ever to have happened. <laughs> <laughs> you, you can't miss it, because at the at the moment... The club is a family, and it's it's almost like you're not going seeing part of your family if you don't go. And if that doesn't register, I had to go. I had to be there, and I'm really, really glad that I went. Yeah, and you know, you, all great clubs and great teams or great eras are that. They're a synergy between a great squad, a great manager, and them getting what the fans bring to the table. You know, look how important that is to Klopp. Look how important that is to Guardiola. Look how important, you know, that... You know, to it pains me to say it, but that's always been important to United. You yeah. know, yeah, to yeah. those three things working in harmony is is part of a bigger thing, and, and and is, and they are ingredients for success. And you know, County stand, you know, on the verge of <clears throat> over the next couple of games going top. So, but b- before we get onto the next couple of games and the old four point debate, just tell me who was demand over the, those two games? Are we ringing the bell? Oh God, that is such a tough question. Um, you want to say Niall Bell? He's been getting the goals, um, but so's Adam Thomas. Yep. Did, did Adam Thomas get one of the goals uh, against Chester? Personally, I thought it was Bell's goal. He's ad- Thomas is adamant it was his goal. So, <laughs> you know, who knows? Um, was it Sam Walker? Who, by the way, I, I said this to him in the interview, which we'll hear in a moment. Adam, uh, Sam Walker gets two goals against Chester on Tuesday. One in the first half, it's a great finish, it's against the home fans, so the Chester fans, uh, it's in the goal in front of those, and it's a tidy finish, it's really nicely placed, well done. It's taking a deflection I think, but it's good goal. Second goal is a penalty, <clears throat> it's a penalty in front of the, che- in front of the I almost said Cheedland, it felt like a Cheedland, uh, in front of the Stockport County fans. And um, the County fans have all done this thing when he's running up, when everyone's, everyone's gone shh, 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 to make it silent for him. Now, I've seen this goal from about 10 different angles of people on Twitter posting videos from the from the crowd. And I remember thinking at the time, lads, you're doing him no favours <laughs> making him go, making it go silent. If he misses this now, you know, but ultimately, you know, he, um, he, he dispatches the way Sam Walker does. But do you give it him? Do you give him the man? Um, do you give it Jim for, for you know, keep, keeping the players going and keeping the players fighting? Um, it's an impossible ask. So this week, everybody is the man. The, the, it was the men. Well, I'm going to give it to Sam and, and we'll we'll listen to your interview. This is Chris talking to Sam Walker. Sam, an incredible win at the week. Uh, on Tuesday, beg your pardon, just talk us through how the team have been since then. Yeah, um, cloud nine really. You know, going away to uh, a club like Chester and coming away with uh, with a 6-0 win is, uh, you know, really pleasing. Obviously, from a, an attacking point of view, managing to score six goals, um, you know, and some of them, the, the style of football that we played, you know, was second to none. And then, pleasing part for um, the team as well, coming away with a clean sheet. Um, you know, developing habits like that, um, 
is brilliant and you know I don't know how many we got this year but there's a fair few so credit to you know the the back five and well to to be fair the full team because everybody's working ridiculously hard. You took two goals on uh, Tuesday the first one's a tidy finish the second one I think I've seen it from about 10 different angles, all filming it from the stands and stuff. What was the pressure like on you when everyone goes silent and quiet and you're stepping up to that spot? How did it feel? Uh, I relish it, to be honest. <laughs> I do. Uh, you know, I practice them a lot. Um, in my head, I put myself in different situations. Obviously, that one the other night, uh, it wasn't game on the line type of thing, but, you know, there's still that responsibility to put it in the back of the net. So just try and... Um, Trust my judgment where I want to go with the ball, pick my spot, and and contact's the main thing. You know, not really giving the the keeper a chance. So that's it really. But yeah, just going in front of uh, all those fans that end brilliant. How important was it to bounce back? It was. There's no getting around it. Hereford was disappointing in the second half. We've we've dropped a couple of points there, but we've come back in real fashion. How important was it we did that? Uh, I think that just shows the mentality of the squad uh, and everybody involved. You know, we're coming away from there. And if you're on the team bus coming back, you'd probably thought that we'd been panned 3-0 away from home. Uh, you know, every, everybody's not willing to, to take a 2-2 a draw away at Hereford. Uh, even though it's another point, we, we were definitely dissatisfied with the result. And coming back Tuesday was, uh, was just the perfect way to answer it. Training tonight, without giving too much away, has all been about Blythe. There's been no mention uh, of the league. Jamie Stock giving us a little wave there. I won't tell you what he said. Uh, it's all been about Blythe. There's not been any mention of the league title. There's not been any mention of Chorley or anything else. It sounds cliche, taking it a game at a time, but that's that's the approach we've got to take. It is, because you look at the farm table and they're, bang, they're right up there. Um, you can't overlook anybody in this league because we've seen it time and time again where any any team on any given day can beat anyone. It's it's just the way that the league is. So if you overlook a team that you're coming up against, especially someone as good as Blythe, and uh, you start looking to the next games, it, it's going to be detrimental to everything that you, you've been doing all, all the way through the season. So, you know, we've been given all the information uh, possible. Uh, obviously, we've been planning our week, and uh, I think all the lads are just chomping at the bit again to get out at Edgeley Park in front of a packed crowd and uh, do all the fans and the club proud. Without wanting to get into your head too much, how does it feel when you step out, there's five, 6,000 fans at Edgeley Park, you're top of the league with only a few games left to play, it's completely in your hands. How does that affect your mental space? Uh, I don't know about the other lads, but this is what you you, you put all the hard graft in, in the off-season. This is the situation that you want to be in. Everybody, if you ask any other team around the league, you know, if they could be in our shoes, I think they would. So we've got a relish that we've got to step up to the plate, uh, and that's all there is to it. We've got a job to do. Saturday we've got to do it from three o'clock, and can't wait. Final thing, Sam, just give a message to all those fans that travelled on Tuesday, all the ones that travelled on Saturday, and all those that'll be there again on Saturday. Yeah, it's absolutely superb, and it, it really is just a privilege to get out there and uh, represent them and the and the town. Um, you know, they're doing the, the club uh, really proud and uh, same again Saturday loud and proud and uh, yeah, just kicking us on. I think the message back was you're doing the town proud so Sam, thanks very much. Cheers pal, thank you.
So I gave Sam Walker the man there. Um, I think that's yeah. You can I think pull that's rank. fair enough. I you, pull rank. Yeah, yeah pull be, rank. being the producer of this show. <laughs> um, so the four point debate. People have been talking whether you would have taken four points from those two games. Yeah, and well, whether you would take four from the next. Yeah, well, so two. we so when we were travelling to to Hereford, uh, which seems now like a lifetime ago. It's crazy to think it was less than a week ago. But when we were travelling down to Hereford, we were saying, would you take four points? And we were all saying, yeah, you probably would. You beat Hereford, and then you take a draw against Chester. That's that's really good. So going home from from Hereford, we're going, well, now we've got to go and beat Chester. Now we have to go and beat Chester. So the fact that we've we've done that is terrific, and four points is a, is a really good turnaround, especially considering Chorley dropping points on the Saturday. You kick yourself a little bit, but at the same time, you still think, well, it's a very, very good four points. Now, I was thinking this before. Would you take four points from the second, from the next two games? And then I thought to myself, well, if you take four points from the next two games, you are first with two games left, guaranteed. doesn't matter if you draw against Blythe. And in that sense, it almost makes Blythe a freebie as long as you don't lose. Yeah. It, Blythe is not a must-win. Because if we, if we win, great, nobody's going to turn it down. But if we draw against Blythe and then beat Chorley, we're top with two games to go, yeah. which is 100% better than being top with four games to go or 50% better, depending on the maths. Uh, I'm not too sure. It's, it's, it's that kind of element to it. So, um, It's yeah. funny, though, isn't it? It depends. It always, what it comes down to, though, is the manner of the game. I, I don't want you know, to... If it was Hereford, again, if you're 2-0 up at half-time on yes. Saturday and then they come back in 2-2... It feels like that's a you know that's a that feels like two points dropped. That does you know. But if they if they get ahead, if it's a tough game, and it ends say nil nil, then that feels more like you know a point earned and going into Chorley you well, know I, a full. I always feel full bore. Usually with a draw, one team is happier than the other with it. Yeah, hundred percent. So when we played Hereford, they were celebrating like they'd won the league, not that they were guaranteed staying in this division next season you know they, 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 they had nothing to play for but they were that was the biggest game that they'll probably see in all of this season and in all of next season that was their biggest game um, whereas for County it was it was horrible you know you felt like you'd been beaten um, against Blythe you think just don't don't lose it a win would be fantastic I don't want to speak too soon but if we win against Blythe and we win against Chorley and Chorley lose against Altrincham on Saturday. We've won the league at Chorley. It is crazy to say, and I don't want to get excited mm. too soon. We could have won the league a week on Saturday. Yeah, it is crazy to say, and but you know that that would be such a marker to be actually to beat Blythe would be a big statement, no matter what happens to Chorley, because. As you say, they're a form team. We know they're a good team. They've done wonders since they got promoted. And also, County have struggled against them since uh, since they came up. So, you know, that would be a big statement. And it, the timing of it, that would be a big statement. So, everything to play for there, a win would be, would be fantastic. The, the last time we did beat Blythe was a very, very important game. It was last season away. and Jimmy Ball scored a really, really important goal. Obviously, we don't have Jimmy Ball, but we have plenty more match winners in this squad at the moment and um, yeah it's just it's it's we don't need to lay on how important it is now um, I think I can't sit still I can't I can't stop thinking about it it's it I hope I hope the people that I hope the people that employ me aren't listening to this right now <laughs> because 
In the I, real world. I can't stop in work. It's all I think about. <laughs> I better not say it about the missus because she might be listening. But um, it, it's, you can't stop thinking about it. Mm. But um, So we don't need to say how big a game it is. People know how big it is. People know the crowd is going to be absolutely massive again. And then it's going to be even bigger for the Curzon Ashton game and, um, in a couple of weeks. And it's just... It's, it's, it's crazy to, to, to think just how big these games are at the moment, um, how important they are, and to think that we are on the verge of being that special team where every single player, if they, if they, get, if they win the league this season, none of those players will ever have to buy a drink in the town of Stockport ever again. <laughs> uh, although Danny Drinkwater might be buying them a drink in the town of Stockport. Danny Drinkwater? Danny Drinkwater, yeah, he's uh, up for drink driving. But I noticed it was somewhere around here because it was Stockport Magistrates that he had to... Did you not see that story? No, I didn't see that. Anywho, um, so looking ahead to those couple of games and, you know, Saturday 1st and thinking about the players, thinking about the team, what do you, how do you see the makeup of the side and, you know, who's going to be your one to watch? Million dollar question. Who's the one to watch? Um, for me at the moment, Adam Thomas is the man to watch. Uh, he's doing absolutely everything right he's getting we said we've said a number of times he brings so much to the table the one thing he lacks is that direct run towards the goal he do, he's not enough of a goal threat he will he's three and three now four and four if you include if, if the goal is credited to him away at Chester um, he's making goals happen he's tracking back he's stopping goals happen at the wrong end um, for me I'm so impressed with him lately but at the same time, how can you overlook Niall Bell, who was in the most crucial stage of the season, made the number nine shirt his own. He's absolutely owning it at the moment. So um, it's a tough one. Adam Thomas, the one to watch this week. Has that the first ever time we've had Daman and the one to watch be the same person? Don't know. Well, no, because we're going to give it Adam Thomas, not Niall Bell. So I'm going to say Adam Thomas is the one to watch uh, and not Sam Walker or Niall Bell. Well, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I forgot that it was Sam we were talking about, not Adam. But I could edit this out, but I'm, I'm going to like admit my mistake and keep it in. <laughs> Just so, yeah, so everyone can have a laugh. Um, is it time for the Cheetah Legend? It is time for the Cheetah And how do we do the Cheetah Legend? I don't know what this... this, you this I think this is like the Croatian version or something. Have you asked me who last week's was? It's very slow. Oh, look at that drama, though. You're aware Dramas. this is for radio and people can't see what you're doing now. <laughs> <laughs> supposed, that's where, this is where you're supposed to fill in. OK, I'll give you commentary right, here. La- Martin, <laughs> Martin Johnson looks down at his phone and says, have you seen this? Uh, when I can't see it, I think he's watching some foreign version of Who Wants to Be a Millionaire. I think I'll let you know more when I get it. <laughs> it's even worse. You know those YouTube videos where it's just the logo? It's that, so I'm not even looking <laughs> at anything. So, Chris, who was the Cheetah Legend last week? Petri Helene was, yeah, well done. Super Finn, the Flying Finn. The Flying Finn, well, no, because Shefki Coochie was the Flying Finn. Oh, yeah. Petri Helene was the fullback Finn that nobody ever called him, but we've given him that nickname now. This week, <coughs> excuse me, this week, nobody's going to get it, so it's not a problem. Okay. Is nobody's going to get it because you haven't got one? No, I've got one. All oh, right, okay. I've I can't one. see you over the top of the computer, so I didn't know if you... You're yeah. looking. You're being very cocky. So oh, has he not got one? This no, week? I have. I but have you're just one saying no one is going to get it. No you're one's just... going to get it. Um, uh, yeah, it's um, it's in the bag. I've got this one. <coughs> Excuse me, but I've got a bit of a tickly throat this week. You um, have. 
Someone said to me, I've got a, thro a frog in my throat, and I, I've never understood what that means. Are you struggling to find the soundbite? Are we filling here? Is this what we're doing? No, it's fine, but my phone's about to run out of battery, so it's... It, you know. You're going to have to do the sound effect yourself? Yeah. <laughs> the Cheetle Legend. Okay. This week's Cheetle Legend, pens and pencils ready, please. As we begin our adventure this week in 1994... Our man joined Norwich City. It was a time of heroes. <laughs> <laughs> he joined Norwich City in, two, in 1994, where he stayed until 1996. He played no games, therefore he scored no goals. It would have been odd had he scored goals <laughs> in no games. However, he did have a loan spell. Uh, while he was at Norwich, he went on loan in 1995 to Northampton, where he played 23 Cobblers. games. No, he did. He played 23 games and he scored two goals. He got himself a permanent move to Northampton Town where he, where he played 108 games and he scored two goals. He was quoted as a child after being pictured <laughs> a black and white photograph from uh, when he was a kid in an old Stockport County shirt. He was actually wearing a Kevin Francis shirt, uh, believed to be a match-worn Kevin Francis shirt when he was a kid that absolutely drowned him. It was massive on him. That propelled him to play for Stockport County. In the year 2000, he got his move. His lifelong dream was fulfilled. He played for the Hatters. 158 games over four years did he play for Stockport County. He scored seven goals. He was devastated. He moved on. He didn't want to, but he did. He moved to Bristol Rovers in 2004, where he played 64 games, scored two goals over two years. He then moved to Hartlepool. He played 31 games, scored no goals. He had a loan spell at Notts County. The fake county, uh, where he scored, uh, he played nine times and scored no goals. Went on to Bath, where he played no times and scored no goals. Didn't play an awful lot of football in his final year in the game. He went to Yates Town, scored, played one game, didn't score. He then had spells at Newport and Almondsbury Town, which sounds more like a child's um, TV show. Uh, he didn't <laughs> didn't play didn't play in either of them, uh, and therefore scored no goals. So I'll fly through it very quickly one more time. Uh, Norwich City, no games, no goals. Northampton Town, 23 games, two goals. Northampton Town permanent, 108 games, two goals. Stockport County in the year 2000, 158 games over four years, scoring seven goals. Moved to Bristol Rovers in 2004, where he stayed two years, played 64 games, scored two goals. He moved on to Hartlepool United, 31 games, no goals. Notts County on loan. Nine games, no goals. And then Bath, Yate, Newport and Almondsbury, a combined total of one game, zero goals. Who is our man this week? And if you get it, you get uh, an over-the-airwaves high-five, because yeah. I don't think you will. You get a double high-five. Get involved on Twitter or on Mixcloud, where this uh, podcast lives now. Do -do 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 -do. That's your cheater leg. Almondsbury Town, are you thinking that's like a Fireman Sam? Yeah, like Ponty Trumpton or something. Almondsbury Town, <laughs> Almondsbury Town, where the little kids all like to play. Um... Did so, you see that? You... We really not edit. <laughs> no, you know we don't edit. Um, we can't edit. Uh, did you see that those uh, clips on Twitter of Postman Pat playing football? No. Oh, they're brilliant. Uh, Google it; it's really worth watching. I will do. Sending kids for the paper all over the place. Just... <laughs> <laughs> I think I have. Yeah. I think my young lad's seen that episode. Ah, uh, right. Okay. You it, yeah, yeah, it's great. Takes his jacket off and then like <laughs> dribbles around all the kids. Goes in two footed on. Yeah. <laughs> The two little girls that Pat, at leave once. it. <laughs> yeah, leave it, Pat. It's not he's not worth it. He's not worth it. He's four. Um so um 
make sure you tune if you're not going to the game make sure you tune into imagine 104.9 fm to hear commentary of stockport county and blythe spartans with chris and mr john kieran um thanks chris and now it's time to finish the show with some no context we do we we always finish now we finish on no context before we play the no context uh, Ridgeway, we have to give thanks, of course, to Dan Powell. I can confirm I've been at Edgeley Park this evening, and he's still there filming. He was sitting in the gantry box up uh, in the main in the um, Vernon stand. If you don't know where it is, he sits in the Vernon stand, uh, in between the home fans and the away ends. He was sitting there eating his tea, but his camera was still running. He was filming the pitch. Pitch black. There's no one there, <laughs> but he's still filming. Check out his his YouTube and all the rest of it because it's decent. Not all heroes wear capes. This is your no context, Ridgeway. 